Reclaim Your Brain podcast. I'm Dr. Liz Rook. I'm a certified life coach and rheumatologist, and I'm here to show you how I combine science, coaching, and psychology to solve stress and worry for me. And now I want to show you how you can do the same to enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create. It's time to stop struggling and have more fun. Let's do this. Hey, everybody. So this episode is near and dear to my heart because I struggled a lot with this in the last year. Responsibility versus blame. So you're going to hear a little bit about my story and my struggles, and maybe you can relate. I got a lot of coaching on this to increase my awareness and start to unravel the ways that taking responsibility and feeling blame at the same time were strongly interconnected in my mind. As we do the work of getting to know ourselves and our brain and its default settings that are shaped initially by our childhood, then our experiences, our formal and informal education, as well as societal and cultural influences, this exploration can be very rewarding and also very scary at the same time. Because we're seeing the truth of what we've been thinking and how this has been impacting our lives and how we make decisions and whether we fail or succeed. And how we think about ourselves and what's going on around us is at the root of how much stress we feel and also how much we experience on a daily basis, as well as how it cumulatively affects our bodies and minds. These big words, man, they trip me up. All right. I found life coaching at a time when I was overwhelmed personally with stress and anxiety in my life And I knew that something had to change because my mental and physical health were both suffering. It was straining my marriage and it was making me pretty dang miserable. And previously, prior to this, I had laughed at the notion of a quote unquote life coach and even made fun of it because like someone else was an expert at life and they were going to somehow teach me all the secrets. I really thought it was a joke. And I came to life coaching in kind of a roundabout way because I've always been interested in health and nutrition. And I started listening to a podcast by a well-known weight loss expert to get ideas for how to help my nutrition clients. And she was trained at the Life Coach School and she kept mentioning her mentor. And so finally I decided to check out the other podcast from the Life Coach School. And what I found instead, when I joined Self Coaching Scholars, which is their coaching program, where you learn to get coached and you learn to self-coach, is that I found a loving, non-judgmental space to explore my brain and my thoughts and gain perspective and awareness where literally none existed previously. Because we all live in our heads, right? Our reality is actually how we perceive and interpret the world around us. Think about this. You go to a movie with a friend, and after the movie, you talk about it. And your friend maybe loved the movie, was very moved by it, enthralled by the story and emotionally moved by the characters. And as you're listening to her describe it, you're thinking, this was a stupid movie and a waste of two hours of my life. So how is that possible? Which is actually reality of what happened when you went to the movie? Well, they both are. You both went to the same movie. So the facts are that there was a movie and you and your friend watched it together. There were two main characters maybe in the movie. And other than that, the rest is open to interpretation because of our thoughts and how we viewed the experience going on while we were watching the movie. 
Yet, day to day, we take for granted that our thoughts are just truth, reality, and facts in our world. Where coaching comes into this is it shows us that our thoughts are literally just sentences in our head that our brain throws at us. Most of the time, this happens unconsciously. And when we're on our default setting, the thoughts are just flowing through us and we're reacting to whatever comes at us. And we're reacting from our default settings. We take these thoughts and we ideas and we often think of them as facts and also who we are. And as a protective mechanism, we tend to believe our brains and our default setting. And listen, I don't know about you, but sometimes my brain is mean and nasty and critical and judgmental. And this is all normal, by the way. And I don't want to listen to or give my attention to it because I now know that I am not my thoughts and neither, my friend, are you. You have thoughts, just like you have fat on your body. It doesn't mean that you are fat. You just have fat. Can you see how I'm separating the two? We have thoughts. We are not our thoughts. We can do the same thing and watch them flow by like water and ducks in a river and watch our thoughts and know that they're not who we are and they're not necessarily true. They're just ideas and sentences in our heads. So that kind of sums up the first step of what we do in a coaching relationship is gain awareness. So once I gained this awareness with coaching, I could watch my thoughts. And then I started seeing that I'm not my thoughts, but I had a whole lot of work to do. Because the next step is allowing the thoughts and seeing how they're creating our emotional world and connecting the two. And this has been one of my biggest challenges and also one of my biggest growths. We have feelings because of our thoughts. And most of us are just having thoughts on default and then we react to our feelings on the regular, right? You get sad, you cry or ask for sympathy. You feel angry, you yell or act out or kick something or slam something, right? You're happy, you laugh and frolic. You get the idea. But it's hard sometimes, really hard to own our feelings. We wanna give that responsibility and the blame to other people, to situations, because then we don't have to do that deeper internal work of increasing our emotional intelligence and capacity by learning to OMG embrace our freaking feelings, right? Plus, we live in a society that teaches us that things happen to us and cause our feelings. We're taught, don't stare, you'll make that person feel uncomfortable. Don't say mean things, you'll hurt Susie's feelings. So the default is that you don't ever have to take responsibility or become an emotionally grown adult by owning that you create all of your feelings that you experience and the same goes for other people. So let that sink in for a moment, y'all. Because when I learned this concept, it took me a few days. Okay, maybe weeks and months. We are the reason that we feel happy, sad, angry, anxious, stressed, ecstatic, worried, furious, frustrated. And this is where responsibility comes in. Because if we're the reason and the cause of our feelings, it is super easy to turn that pointed finger inward. And if you're already riding the wave of perfectionism or people pleasing, like a lot of us high achieving women are, then we automatically shift from awareness straight to blame. And we blame ourselves and we use this new knowledge to whip ourselves and demean ourselves and criticize and judge ourselves. Like, if we're creating it, what are we even doing? Why not just stay in a blissed out euphoric state 
all the time. Why would we ever choose or create our own misery? So I subscribe to the notion that life is 50% awesome and 50% sucky in general. But that's a topic for a different day. So our default setting is that our feelings are happening to us. Like you're mad because your husband called you stupid for forgetting to turn off the sprinkler and now the yard's flooded. Or you're frustrated because your staff member forgot to call the patient back and now you have to do extra work and work late again. And it's so much easier to just react to our feelings as they happen and place that blame and responsibility outside of ourselves because then we don't have to do any work. We don't have to change. Our outbursts, our emotions, they're all justified. We can stay protected and safe and not expend any energy or do any work to grow or be uncomfortable or explore. And P.S., this is why some people stay stuck in cycles and never do any self-growth. Because this ish is not for the weak. So y'all are already bad asses for even listening and considering attempting any of this. So make sure you celebrate that. We can always choose to stay the victim, the child, the innocent, like not our fault. It's not that. Not us. Right? Because it's safer there. And remember, our default brain setting wants us to avoid pain, seek fun and good stuff, and save energy always. And growing is the opposite of all three of these. We have to override our default system and be willing to be uncomfortable face the unknown, and expend energy to grow our emotional intelligence and take responsibility and ownership for all of our feelings. So why in the heck would we do this if I'm telling you that it's a little bit of work and we're going to have to kind of override our brain and rewire it? Because, my friends, the reward on the other side of all this work and growth and discomfort is that we are responsible and we can create feelings that we actually want And we can decide what uncomfortable feelings we want to pursue in order to grow and expand and thrive in every aspect of our lives. And the more we practice this, these small steps add up and compound exponentially. We free ourselves from ever needing anyone else to take care of us or make us feel a certain way, which in turn frees everyone else around us, which expands and enhances our relationships. It brings us closer connections and deepens the intimacy that we have with others. It decreases our stress. When we let go of needing things like emotions from others and instead we can love them and ourselves unconditionally because we know truly where the power is and that helps us relax and enjoy our lives. Okay, so this responsibility versus blame ties back into our inner critic. And if you're not familiar with the inner critic, which you likely are, but if you want a refresher, go back to episode three of the podcast and take a listen. So when we're aware of our thoughts and we start to identify our feelings and then start to accept that our secret human brain superpower is that we could actually intentionally create our thoughts and feelings to grow, expand, create, our jerk brain comes along for the ride because every story needs a villain, right? So if we're no longer blaming our circumstances or other people or the weather or a bad hair day or anything else or anyone else for why we're upset, That just leaves little old us. And ooh, golly, that inner critic is just jumping around going, ooh, 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 pick me, pick me, call on me. And she is ready to roast you. Because why the heck would you ever choose that? Why would you ever choose to feel that way? You start to feel frustrated and your brain goes, oh my gosh, haven't you already worked on this? You should be over this by now. This is not rocket science. 
you control your brain. So freaking stop and change already. Does any of that sound familiar? Any of us who have done any self-growth probably are familiar with us. And those of us well-versed in perfectionism know that tune well. So the key to owning our feelings without blaming ourselves for creating and experiencing them, the key is love. This is the step where we learn to love ourselves and be compassionate at the same time. And especially when we're feeling fear, anger, boredom, frustration, annoyance, judgment, disappointment, any and all of the especially nasty and uncomfortable and undesirable emotions that we try to avoid at all costs. Because this is also why we have underlying habits that we want to change, like overworking, overthinking, chronic worrying and stressing, overeating, drinking alcohol, so scrolling social media, basically anything you do to try to avoid, distract, or escape from an uncomfortable feeling is creating more discomfort and negativity on the back end. Because you avoided the feeling acutely that you created in the short term, but now you're overweight, you're in recovery, you didn't have the difficult conversation, your husband's now mad because you're working late again rather than coming home and spending time with him. To change any of this and to decrease any and all chronic stress and the habits that we pick up related to our stress, we need to love ourselves. We need to be brave and accept responsibility and also have compassion and kindness with ourselves through our growth. I find it helpful to identify and make friends with our inner critic first and then start increasing awareness as we unravel how our thoughts and feelings weave together to create the results we have. And then once we're out of the basement with our awareness, we're on the first floor now, we can create allowance of our thoughts and feelings. And then we can start ascending up to the penthouse of acceptance of who we are, what we can create, and how we thrive in our lives and solve our stress at the same time. All right, my friends, that is what I have for you this week. Take responsibility, leave the blame behind, use love to separate the two. This is a little meatier than some of the other episodes. You may want to chew it up well, take some sips, let it digest, and maybe even go back for seconds. And if you want access to my new free Thrive in 5 handout to start streamlining and simplifying your work to decrease your stress so that you can thrive, click the link in the show notes to join my email list. If you're ready to stop struggling and start thriving in your health, career, and relationships, you do not want to miss this free handout. Have a fantastic week, and I will talk to you next week. Love y'all. Thank you for listening today. If you love what you're hearing, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you want more inspiration and stress solutions to feel better and live joyfully, click the link in the show notes to join my email list to get joy delivered straight to your inbox. It is never too late to reclaim your brain and thrive in your life.